0: So in 1 the Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1, here we see Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of, Thessal, of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be you. Well, and this this could literally be, you know, to, to the Orlando church. Disciples. because It's the same thing, where God's living in Acts. I love how most of the letters start with grace and peace to you. I don't know about you guys, but I need to be reminded about grace and peace yeah. a lot. And that is the gospel, right? Grace and truth, which gives peace. Because you need grace. And if we look in verse 2, it says, We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers.
1: So, I hope you
0: feel that way about each We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I feel that way about I it. I hope you feel that way. Through disciples, we're inspired and we're grateful because we are growing in our work as far as really helping seek and save the lost here in Orlando, but also in helping uh, plant churches and special missions. That's our work. Yeah. And he's saying thank you because we remember before our God and Father your work. By faith, your labor prompted by love. Why do you set time? Why do you devote yourself to loving God, serving God, and your endurance? You know what? To be a Christian, you gotta, you gotta. You, you're good. If you don't have character, you've got to get character. Okay. Christianity builds character. Godly character which is really helpful For human character Then it says in verse 4 he reminds us Well how can we have all this well this is the difference Between being a true disciple or not Because if you aren't a true disciple And you're religious you're going to burn out Because you don't have the spirit You're deceived. He says here for we know Brothers and sisters loved by God That he has chosen you Because our gospel came to you not simply With words but also with power And with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction, you know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Here we see about family, <clears throat> discipling relationships, yeah. one-on-one, discipling relationships are a command from God. Right. We know that Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. We're supposed to be learning and teaching one another to grow in obedience in the Lord. And I love how it says here, the gospel came to you, not simply with words. Do you feel that way in your quiet time? Like, I need God. That's what you should be saying. And if you don't, then hopefully you'll get to a point in your life, again, where you feel insecure and afraid and very alone, and that's where you should go, that, that way God will prompt you, I need God. Because a true disciple can't go very long without going into the scriptures, and you train yourself, like, it's, it's not like I'm going to God just because I need God. God wants a relationship. Yeah. So, are you, you're chosen by it, and the uh-huh. words of God aren't just words and a book. Power. Power. Holy Spirit deep convictions. Right. So deep convictions cannot deepen without God.
1: Yeah.
0: So it doesn't matter who you are, you need to, if you're going to God and believing the promises of God and continuing to deepen <laughs> those incredible truths that you have, your conviction will get deeper. Deep conviction, there's nothing more powerful than conviction. Conviction can change the world. Conviction can change one person. Yourself. You get sick and tired of being some things in your life and you start to get conviction and God, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of what's going on in your life. You're going to change Yeah.
1: But
0: with God's Holy Spirit we're going to change the world. But then it says in verse 6, you became no. imitators of us and the Lord. Now here's the disciple. Follow me as I follow Christ. No. Are you imitating people and are you imitating your disciples. not. I'm talking about the Godly character in them. Yeah. Not looking at them like you need to know everything and you need to answer every question and you need to be there for I me. Mean, that's not what discipling is. Yeah. Discipling is loving one another with all your heart, taking the time to realize you are people of God. People of God, talk about God.
1: Right.
0: So don't be thinking we should be disciples, we should be friends, we need to be organic. That's true in a sense, but you need to be people of God
1: people yeah. have got
0: taught spiritually about what's going on how are you doing spiritually yeah. confess sin pray Pray with each other be humble and be imitators of those you see that are growing in the faith yeah. and it says here you became imitators of us and of the Lord for you welcomed the message even though there's severe suffering and then in verse 7 it says so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia Caesar. that's what we do we love God with all our heart and strive to be an example to the world, be a light of the world. But it says you're a model. You're, you're someone to imitate. And if you're a disciple, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're willing to be obedient, you're very worthy of imitation. Come on. It's not about getting to a certain place where I can do it. You don't need to know all the scriptures. You need to just be willing to be willing and obedient. And what? God's influence and want others' influence and not be defensive and prideful and try to be competitive and you know be jealous and envious. Kill those sins when they continue to try to come up. God forgave you in the waters of baptism. Right, Don't in. just think they're gone. You got to. You made a pledge when you said, "Jesus, Lord," that that means you're going to continue to recognize them, put them to death, and repent yeah. in your when your sinful nature is trying to rear its head. Yeah. In
1: verse nine, it
0: says. Well, the second part, the last sentence of verse 8, we'll pick it up. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. Even though I just needed to say something about it. Because <laughs> I need to reiterate you guys. Know. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn from God, you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Now, idols, we don't use that word much. But idolatry is anything you put before God. Relationships it could be a child or a spouse. You love your children, love your spouse, but God needs to be first even in that, or your marriage won't go, you won't grow. Yeah. Sin is an idol. If you are what before you became self is an idol. Before we became disciples, think about it, we didn't even know any better. We thought we came from churches or we maybe brought up believing in God, but we didn't even understand what it means to deny ourselves and carry across daily. So we were loving God but still letting ourselves lead us because we didn't know. We needed to be taught and we needed to have some imitation to follow. And that's why one disciple makes a disciple. So when you come into this church, God's church, you see the incredible built design from the first century of 33 AD. We are striving to live like Jesus as though He was here still in the flesh. Isn't that incredible? We fired up for this church. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says in verse 10, which I love, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Sometimes we don't think about that much. Do you realize that if you to be a disciple of, and be saved in the waters of baptism, that you've been saved from a wrath that's nonstop. It's coming. A wrath of God is coming second coming and God wants no yeah. one to have to be under yeah. that. That's why Jesus died. Yeah. But most people don't get intentional on understanding the word and humble enough to really let God's word cut their heart because they get distracted and they don't take that time to do what we all were. Be grateful You, for <coughs> you, whatever reason you took time to seek God with all your heart and you wouldn't have saw it. Yeah. Never take for granted that you just get understand when you study with people or you invite people and they don't seem very responsive or they're not interested, you you just go thank God that whatever it took, you actually sat down and wherever you were in your life you were interested. Because because anyway, some people, they just don't see it. It may be not yet. But people have to be open. God doesn't force his way in. Yeah. So as for me, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I don't look, I just go, for the grace of God, I can't believe I Whatever the reason was, I know that I was, a, God allowed yeah. me, that I sought God, and I still remember where I was when I was looking for God, when I was invited. I was open. I saw a need. I never want to lose that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Not only remembering that, but stay in that need. No matter how much you grow and how much God blesses you, never lose that. You're, you're like insecure and fearful if you don't stay close to God. I am. Yeah. So now let's look at... Uh, as we look at that, so he starts out greatly. Like, guys, I'm encouraged. We are, we are growing. Yeah. We are coming up for a hundred for the Lord. Yeah. I say hundred beyond, right? Because we're yeah. just going to keep making disciples. Because yeah. that's what we do. That's the purpose that's as right, we walk Lord. with God. The greatest is love God with all your heart, yeah. love one another. Mm-hmm. And then as we walk and love God, we strive. To do what God wants and God loves, and that's to help share His truth to help others become sons. So that's a crazy. That's a crazy. And you know, our history, uh, just from when I've been here, only a little over four plus years ago. Remember when, when, when you, some of you guys were here, remember when, when Mass was just off the chain crazy? Preaching like, a, you know, we're going to start a church in Miami? We're going to raise this much money? And I remember when I first got here, like, Gosh, good night. Couldn't I just to the church is a little more mellow? <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, what an amazing thing. Many of you have been to the Miami church. Yeah. That came from here. Uh-huh. And many denied themselves and planned over a year, as they were talking about it, to relocate and move down and get jobs and sacrifice. Commend those brothers when you see them. Yeah. That took a lot. Imagine you deciding. No one had to, but they had the conviction to we want to plant a church. And that goes, you know, it's a world sector leader, Miami's the biggest. City and it's internationally, we needed to have a church there. It didn't make sense. Yeah. That took a lot of sacrifice for the brothers and sisters went down there. Yeah. And we, we have that kinship with them, it's amazing. It's suffering and sacrifice and striving to imitate the model of Jesus, you know, dying and sacrificing <coughs> God's word to spread. Amen? Amen. So let's look at First um, uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. So as he continues to tell us these things, He addresses the church and he's talking about some real uh, issues but he also reminds us of something so powerful. He goes, as for the matters brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God as in fact you are living. So now you know, instruction is Jesus' Lord and from the Lordship of Jesus leadership continues to reiterate God's instruction on how to live. Because we don't live as human beings that aren't safe, that, are, that aren't safe, we live as saved human beings, which is a difference. Yeah. We live in a way that is a minority because we live with the Lord. Right. We have the concerns of the Lord.
1: Yeah.
0: And He says here, in order to please the Lord, it says, "We instructed you how to live in order to please the Lord." In fact, as in fact, you are living, and that's what disciples do. That's what's great to be part of the church. Now, we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. So where are you? Are you sitting back on idle as a disciple? Because there's no race, but are you growing? God's not done with you. So as he keeps you alive, he's not done with you. He's expecting you to grow more and more in these attributes so he can work through you. That should excite you, but also convict you to not just become, like, allow yourself to to, to kind of subconsciously picture who you are in the church, which means it kind of stunts you. Mm -hmm. Because God can do anything with faith and deep conviction. So, in verse 2 it says, For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is God's will that you be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in a passionate lust like pagans who do not know the God. You know, see, if you struggle, you know, I always say this, one of the greatest sins in the world, and when you look at the sins that God identifies as sins, it will take you straight to hell. The first thing on the list is sexual immorality usually followed by purity. Wow. <laughs> it's interaction with human beings dis- disobeying God. <laughs> it's pretty convicting. Yeah. I, that was one of my greatest sins I, before I became a disciple. I'm like, wow, you watch the news, you watch TV, everybody plays like it's natural. Yeah. You see TV shows, Living Together, whatever, bisexual, homosexual it's all okay. Mm-hmm. The world says it's all okay. And in fact, if you have a conviction about that, against that it's not okay. The world doesn't not only let your yeah. they get ticked off at you and come yeah. at you. Yeah. They actually will actually try to twist it into a racial issue. If you yeah. believe go, yeah. yeah. I don't agree with homosexuality now, you're a hater. No, we're not haters. We just we love what God loves and we disagree with what God disagrees with. Yeah. Right. So, I love you because we need to love all people but we need to let people know we're concerned. Yeah. Right. right. But are you in control of your body? It says here you should learn to control your own body right. in a way that is holy and honorable. And I'm not talking about just being, are you able to be pure? If you're struggling with impurity consistently, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You, you said you're done with that at baptism. Why are you giving in? You're not weaker than others. Right. You're just self-centered more than others. Mm-hmm. And you're allowing your selfish, sinful nature to take you out. Wow. Any sin you continue oh, any sin oh, you continue in, 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 in the Spirit, that means you're absolutely now deliberately going against the spirit, you're going to fall away. Yeah. Anything, if you don't get open and get help, you will fall away. It's a fact yeah. because you're feeding the sinful nature. And if you keep feeling bad about it and and I'm terrible, that's all guilt because you're not repentant. Right. Yeah. See, if you, if you feel bad enough about it, you put it to death. Yeah. Right. And when you put it to death, you get godly sorrow. Yeah. 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 That is salvation. There's no regret. Right. You keep regretting. I don't know if you understand godly sorrow. There's nothing oh. to be regretting. I'm regretting again. I'm regretting again. Good night. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so great. But in other areas, are you controlling your body and your way of life that is holy and honorable? Yeah. Your way of life, yeah. your character, your yes is your yes. Do you commit to things and then flake consistently? Do you tell people, or if people ask you something, do you answer? RSVP, do you RSVP or you just leave it? If you see it? Say, I don't know yet. But just don't, if someone hits you up, just say, thank you very much, but I don't know yet. Just give them an answer. Right. That's integrity. integrity. Yeah. 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 Believe it or not, before you even share about God or the word, a lot of your behavior will have people whether they're gonna respect your answer your, your sharing your faith or not. Yeah. Doesn't dismiss the truth, but it's who you are. Right. When, when people meet you. I and mean, you're not perfect, be humble, but I'm just saying, do you control your body? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You have to have a deep conviction yeah. you know. to do that. And, and so it says in verse 5, not in a passionate lust. Now, passionate right. lust can go to other things besides sex. Right. Passionate and oh. lust can be greed. You can lust for money. Yeah. You can lust for material. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's passionate. It's yeah. No. And in verse 6, and in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins as we told you and warned you before. We're (laughs) saved. But it just says here, right here, the Lord will punish all those who commit such sins. He's talking to baptized disciples. The other side, people, when you're in the darkness, you have a lot of forgiveness because you don't even understand, so you come to God and get broken, but you're supposed to stay broken. So you get back in those foolish sins. There's nothing else God can do for you. He's already died for you, and you, even by your own conviction of faith, said God's cut my heart, Jesus is Lord. So when you repent and you're baptized, that means did you really repent? Did you understand that repentance is not only stopping sinful behaviors and dealing with them, but also starting to live and obey and do things you didn't know, the good you don't know and ought to do. Now you start doing like share your faith, read your Bible, love God, learn that. Yep. That takes a learning and developing. You can't just intellectually go, go, I've always loved God. No. Loving God from God's point of view is obeying. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, see, on. everything I do, I try to do by the Lord, and, I, and I, then I take responsibility if I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one's perfect. Yeah. But I don't make an excuse, make that as an excuse. I try to do what I say I'm going to do, be where I say I'm going to be, and do it to the best of my ability. That's, that's whatever you do, do as though you're doing it for the Lord, not for you. Right. Right. Colossians 3.23, you will be successful as a person in the world by that philosophy too. Yep. In jobs, work ethic, school, whatever you go after, you will promote and not be fired. You won't be the first that's laid off because you're the best employee they're the one I want you do with right. I don't remember to just in his church, but he's an amazing person. So what? God just blessed you. Verse seven. So we look at the Lord will punish all those who have been such sins. I hope you take that, because He says, as we told you and warned you before, that's that's real stuff. Now, if you have said like that, repent. God is a gracious, imagine. But it does say, don't play with God. Yeah. yeah. See, grace is so warped in the world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We need grace every day. Even if you did the best a disciple could ever do, if you got to heaven and saw them, there was a graph like the expectation of who God is the perfect, you'd realize, wow, I did not even, even within not even knowing anything, we need grace. That's what it means. Mm -hmm. So just be grateful for that, but don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. Verse 7 says, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a what? A holy life. What's holy mean? Distinctly separate. A different distinction between the people of darkness and the people of light holy shows. he's been. You, you've come out from the darkness into the wonderful light. There's a, there's a difference in you than from people that aren't saved. Right. And they should see it if they're in your life and pattern. Mm-hmm. Not just going to come to church on Sunday. I'm just talking about integrity the way you speak, the way you think. Yeah. Wow. The way you answer. Yeah. Well, Therefore, in verse 8, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God. Mm-hmm. The very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. It's awesome. And then he just, now he says, wow. So, you know, the word of God, if someone disciples you, how good are you at listening to correction or being discipled by another brother or Think about it. If you're still working on defend- defensiveness, or you get defensive, and you're trying to, you're, you're, you're just, it's okay, but just now understand you're very immature spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. So then to own that goal, because sometimes we all want, you know, you're just very immature spiritually. Yeah. To be more mature, you can handle a tough talk. Yeah, doesn't mean you don't seek to understand, but that's that helps me because I go, when I look at it that way. I go, I want to be more mature spiritually, but you can't get around it,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Because you have to handle stress and not lash out, not retaliate. And that's yeah. how you show the self control of more mature spiritually. Yeah, are you growing and you're mm-hmm. in your maturity spiritually? Then verse nine, he switches to another great thing about the family of God. Now about your love for one another. We do not need to write you, but he's going to you anyway. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. have you been taught by God to love each other? Yeah. How? The cross. Yeah. See, when you go to the cross and you get broken, you know that everything about Jesus was for us. Yeah. He died for each of us personally, but you realize, he, you see the way he interacts in the Gospels. When you read about Jesus, God Almighty is a human being. You see how he touches the leper, or he sits with the woman at the well. Put yourself, we are the women at the well. We are the leper. We are every one of those people when God delicately talked to them. That's how God cares about you. And that's how we want to imitate God in in the way we care about one
1: another.
0: Isn't that awesome? And in fact, verse 10, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. You know, I love good news sharing, and I loved Alfonso, and Kenji did the welcome, and then they had good news sharing. And Alfonso continued to call, and I said, yeah, I'm going to keep going." You know why? That is basically showing how much we love each other. Yeah. You know, you can see if it was just a bunch of people that belong to a church and don't really know each other. I, I went to one like that a month before I became with you guys. I'd come, but I would just come, but I really didn't know anybody, and nor did I even make an effort. I kind of had my church, I had my world friends and no church friends, just acquaintances. It was really weird. And everybody else where I came from, just that was normal. Yeah, at least my and then I realized my best friends are going to be disciples. It doesn't mean I don't have great friendships outside. and It doesn't mean you have to look at it that way. But if you're really striving to grow in the spirit, you'll care and love people, family, relationships that aren't in the light. But you'll realize you'll have more of a commonality and like-mindedness with the Spirit. It doesn't mean you care any less or more. It's just you understand, wow, it's a miracle to be moved and have the Spirit in it and have your eyes open to the Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, in fact, you do love all of God's family. Verse 10, throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. So, Never stop. See how he says that? It's not like he's making hate. you're not doing good enough. He's saying, this is awesome. And that's what you gotta look like. God, Jesus died, and the sky's the limit. You know, everybody has dreams and goals, right? The sky, hopefully you think with hope, without hope. Remember on Sunday I said without hope, you don't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. You got, no matter what's going on, you can go Jesus died for you.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was telling uh, someone that was baptized recently, I said, Do you know what's amazing about when you get baptized in Christ? All the scripture in the New Testament that you read, it's truth. But now it's truth to you. Yeah. And it's gonna now play out in your life. Yeah. Until you're saved, you're looking at it, but you're not inside Christ. These are all truths about what we have in Christ.
1: Yeah.
0: So when you're when you go Jesus died for you, you understand you really connected with the blood of Jesus. You're saved. Yeah. That's hope. That can kind of move all the temporary problems out of the way and just get up and get it, okay, God, you're with me. Right. Right? and in verse 11 it says to make your ambition to lead a quiet life you should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders so that you will not be dependent on anybody so this is powerful back then they didn't have technology or something many most of the jobs probably almost every job we're doing in this room probably wasn't available back then right everybody probably had something to do with the phone or Computer or both, right? Yeah. Or you're driving. He doesn't mean be quiet. He means, not quietness is, there's a time for that, isn't there? Yeah. But he's saying make it an ambition to mind your business and work with your hands. Now, back then, that's all anybody did was work with hands. Today, it would say work, yet yeah, the meaning is work. What? Yeah. Build character. Build character so that your daily life or respect, you'll win the respect of outsiders. See, when you're saved, you're going to heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the consequences of our lives, we must face. God saves us but lets us come out of the water with our characters the way they are. He doesn't just go ding, now you're just naturally pure and right. I mean, you're naturally just an angel. <laughs> no, you have the power of the Holy Spirit, but your sinful angels with you in all the past stuff. Now you've got to build it. God's going to be with you, but now you've got to face your demons face your bad character uh your bad mental mindsets and your bad habits and now go i need help to change so if you're a young disciple or wherever you're at realize that's the plan and you realize it's not like just uh you know uh take a pill and you're finished like the world says no hard work and prayer going god i want to change yeah Yeah. but see to win the respect of outsiders and to not have fear is that you figure out what you want to do for a living Younger people or older, if you're going to change your career, we live in America, so you're saved, but if you don't build your character, that fear and insecurity of being able to pay your bills will will start to eat at your faith. It doesn't matter what you do. In fact, if you work 40 hours a week in Orlando, whatever you do, you'll be able to pay your bills. That's a fact. It doesn't matter what you do, but what are you doing and what are you looking to do? Make a decision. Because it's just a platform to serve God. But since we're on earth, God says, I want to meet your needs. But if you allow your insecurity and your lack of character for being unstable and going here to there, the years catch up and you haven't built anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it talks about. It? it doesn't matter what you're going after, but do it and realize it's not a game. You need to build a life. Look at the older people and ask them how they did it. It's not getting the business, building a life. As you saying, because if anybody starts to struggle financially, it's, it causes a struggle in their faith. And people, we're going to be there for each other, but I'm talking about, are you having the character to pay your own way as an adult? That's what an adult does. Carries their own load, communicates, and does what it takes. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. to the younger people. Amen. 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 And, Amen. A lot of grace. I was there, no one's looking down at anybody. And guess what, you're adulting. In my opinion, I am adulting all the way to last I was 30. I think I was still adulting in, in my 30s. Yeah. I'm probably still adulting, so don't look <laughs> at it. Young people, it's, it's totally normal. We love the campus things, don't we? We yes. love I mean, you guys, you guys are amazing. Love you. Not to compare, to the end the day, but my, I mean, my, for me, I just go for me, I'm just like in awe of you. Yeah. But it is true to be young people already humble to God's word and already became a disciple. You guys are amazing. And we want to help you give you advice. We want to see you thrive. It's normal and it can be scary, can't it? Because you're looking at your life like, whoa, what am I gonna do? Well what? You, you gotta continue to stay close with God. So in twenty years you're gonna move go, God, you got me through that. High. Yeah. You're gonna look you're like I look back, I'm sixty now, I look back I look back twenty-eight years plus, I was a disciple and I go. He's always got me through there. Even when I get insecure or things going on, I go, I look back at my past from striving to be obedient. I go, God has protected me by His promises. And that's what you'll be building. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we have special contribution coming up for missions. And I want to talk about what that means because I did that with our SOC meeting. By the way, we have our Servants of Christ Bob Talk Leaders meeting this Saturday. We have it every other Saturday. At my house at 4.30, I just want to remind everybody. And anybody who wants to come that doesn't, the only qualification I have is check with your Bible Talk leader and your house church leader, Davis' is house of church leaders. I'm a house church leader. Uh, and just talk with me because it's not about why can't you come. It's I want to make sure that if you're willing, and all you have to do is have a willingness to grow, sometimes I would say not yet because I'm not down on you. I don't want you to feel pressure of what you will. What God will want you to be but you got to grow to that point. You don't just become a leader by title. Yeah. But if you're willing and you want to come, that's fine. There's no expectation. But you just got to be willing and then you want to commit. What? What does that mean? Commit to understanding and growing. It doesn't mean you're going to be put in a leadership ring right away. Because everybody, God calls to be the disciple to lead. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You don't come to a meeting and just check in and eat my chips and bananas. and it's be here. You, you better believe I'm going like, to well, hey, I'm glad you joined. <laughs> You don't have to be here, it's not a meaning of the body. I think God's called you to be here. You want to raise up, that's what God wants you to do. I'm part of this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see what God's gonna do. With you. Right? Right. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm building nothing. I'm an evangelist, so I'm supposed to prepare people for works of service. Yeah. I'm supposed to like have someone take my job. I'm supposed to bid to the point where we get to be 150 and we build another church on the other church on the other, we plant another church on the other side of yeah. the land. I can't do that if I don't prepare people and get people in touch with the Spirit and continue to grow with God. And I got to oh, Everybody in here should go, God, I don't know if i to be a church leader, but I'm willing. And then let to play yeah. out. Just so I yeah. Let's look at 2 yeah. Corinthians 8, verse 1. On, and I want to teach this because I told the song leaders that giving is a privilege, but you got to understand, especially as young disciples. I remember when I was first converted. And I remember they were talking about special missions, and they talked about that in the county of the cost, right? I, I saw that even coming into a church, I was never used to even, I'd go to church every once in a while, usually when I was hurting, because I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what church to go to, and I remember they passed the basket once in a while. If I put a 20 in there, I was like, hey, what's going on? I never learned to give to anything consistently. consistently. I never gave to anyone or anything consistently, I mean, except myself. Yeah. Which is normal, but when I became a disciple I went, wow And I realized that's why I started examining God Like understanding why does God do what he does He asks us to give back For your own good to stay saved It's not yeah. our, it's not evil But faith, everything really has to be done with faith yeah. So he calls us to make disciples And he says you need to raise money And plant the churches and decide yeah. to sacrifice And give, everybody does it And all bless it through faith yeah. He doesn't just go, "Boom!" think about that so to participate, you participate in the obedience of making disciples of all nations. But it's important to see, once again, the models to imitate of the church. So let's pick it up in verse 1. It says, now, brothers and sisters, in Orlando, come. It we want you to know about the grace God has given the Mastodian churches in, in the midst of severe trial, very super trial, and their, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. I said this on Sunday severe trial, overflowing joy, extreme poverty, and generosity, you're all in that one verse. They're all, it's like oxymorons. <laughs> Except when someone has deep faith and they know that they're with the Lord, it breaks all barriers. Right. It doesn't make sense. Humanists are like, what? We're not gonna ask these people. They're so extreme poverty. that's what they <laughs> The saying. The, the you know what I mean? But God says, no, 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 this is for them. Right. This is for their salvation. It's not about the amount. Do you understand that? And then he's commending them, look at verse four, 3, it says, For I testify they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, attiring on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. See, we are making disciples. Making disciples in Orlando is what we do in the church. We reach out and evangelize. But to evangelize the world, Jesus says, go to all nations, make disciples of all nations. We need to plant churches. If we don't plant churches, we will not be able to be in line with what Jesus said. We have to be able, so every church that's doing their evangelism in their cities like these churches, we need to now together as we go, we've got to plant churches of baptized true disciples with the leadership Mm -hmm. to continue like what we're doing here in virgin areas. Isn't that powerful? So it says here after these people and realize there's no calling on it, they urgently pleaded. They gave as much as they did. No one's telling them to do this. They're going, wow, they get it. Mm-hmm. Because God said, even the money they give probably wasn't like, if you looked at it, it wasn't about that. <laughs> they gave according to God. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. And in verse 5, it says, they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, and then, then by the will of God also to us. So we urge Titus, just as he had earlier Made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. Mm-hmm. But since you excel, I have the word excel. I, have lo- I, have, well, quiet. I really like to, when I go through, I always hit different words because they always yeah. pop. And I go, am I excelling? That's about mm-hmm. just as you excel in everything. Mm-hmm. See, that's where there's no ceiling as a disciple. It's like, I'm going to now learn to be disciplined and push myself mentally, spiritually, and physically.
1: Yeah,
0: not push yourself to a drag. Not compare, but go, what am I doing? And as you mature, you'll get different convictions about being, mm-hmm. taking care of your body and mentally reading and, and digging. You'll grow in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's just, God's working with each one of you, but growing. And, and, and then results gives conviction, which produces action. Mm-hmm. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we've kindled in you, mm-hmm. see that also you excel in this grace of giving. See, it's a grace of giving. Do you understand that? Yeah. How do you feel about special missions? You know, I brought it to the table. Every year we do it until Jesus comes back. Yeah. So we've been asked to contribute, and they've asked Orlando to make, the. now we have 17 church plantings. Yeah. Oh, and you'll see all the ones that happen, but we're striving to raise 75000 <laughs> How much have you turned in or raised now? As of now. Now. When I say this, it's not, oh no, no. I'm asking you to let the Spirit move your heart, not feel guilty. Why do I also do that? Because this is all about action. Faith without deeds is dead. The scriptures are calling us. So we can all go, woo, yelling. Everything. But now you gotta go, what am I, what am I doing? And it's not because someone's telling you to do it. It's the scriptures calling you, but what am I doing? And if you've done zero, then you just have to ask yourself, why? And then answer honestly. Maybe there's a hardship. Maybe a... but really someone could be thinking and praying about it because I've been talking about it for two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to you know continue to, you know, you see how I weave things in. I just assume your disciples want to do it. But I do teach again mm-hmm. for uh, for young disciples. But I think it's important because money, Satan no, always Satan no, always is gonna hey, get us to disobey leads to straight. Yeah. Yeah. Money is something that we can get too close and trust to, and it's really a faithless issue mm-hmm. if you are. So look what he says in verse 8. I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that through his poverty you might become rich. <laughs> this is where you have to center. I have to center on this over and over and not just forgive you. You are wealthy. And see, immediately, when we think of wealthy, we go to money. Mm -hmm. And we just do, you have to look at the value of what the meaning of that is. People with a lot of money are miserable. You might say, well, let me try hell. (laughs) I'm just going to look at the case (laughs) 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 studies. Truth be told, Jesus warns everyone. And with the disciples, it's harder for a a rich man to enter the kingdom kingdom of God God. than to go through an eye and a needle. Why does he say that? He doesn't condemn wealth. He said, you don't know how hard it is to handle it and stay saved. So just believe Jesus that if you, it's once again a maturity issue. If you're allowed to make a lot of money or, or gain money, you better be going, God Almighty, you should be a little scared of that responsibility. And really be going, God help me, because it's not like anybody's going to tell you anything, but I just get nervous if that ever happened. I'd be going, the warnings, and, the, and be careful. Oh my gosh. And I've dealt with people that have got wealth over the years in the kingdom, through all the years I've been in different churches, and I'm not trying to talk down to me, but it's really been a case study where I've seen the independence a lot comes with, one of the issues of sinful independence came with wealthy disciples. Mm-hmm. They got wealthy, and they stopped seeing their need to devote and commit. And they just kind of were around, but they just were a little different than what the Bible says to be a of God. Mm-hmm. and rich, we may see in our mind, what do we think? We think what we see on TV. That's not true. You have to realize that for Jesus, look at this. This is talking to you and me, disciples. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, personally, he became poor. What do you mean? Poor means not only did he give up everything, when he died, he just had a loincloth on and no bank account, nothing, dead, beaten to a pulp and dead. He became everything up to make us rich in our inheritance, our salvation. You should realize, see, when we get to heaven, I'm trying to convince you guys what I don't think any of us can totally grasp, even if we're really grateful. I think if we can fast forward and we're all in heaven, we probably, I'm sure most, all of us would probably go, not in regret, but gosh, what was I, why wasn't I more convicted? You know what I mean? Because even think that way it makes you think, like, what can I do? Not because you have to earn it for guilt, but it's shocking what eternal life is because he says, you might become rich. And then in verse 10, he says, here's my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year, you were not only the first to give, but also have the desire to do so. So here we see it's a, it's a continuous moving and advancing churches and kingdoms. Yeah. People say, why aren't you feeding the poor? Or what are you doing for orphans? Sometimes people ask me that and you can get tripped up and you go, No, no. That's a good thing. But Jesus never came and called the church to be a food bank or someone who gives, like, like a government agency. We never can be able to do that. We do meet needs with mercy, and hopefully your right hand's on your left hand, show acts of kindness, practice hospitality. As you really see what God does for you and raise you up, and you'll have an abundance. You can never outgive God. But we're never about that. We're about always trying to be loving and kindness to what? Show the truth for someone to be saved. Mm-hmm. That's what the church's mission is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does not mean kindness and love and delicate never don't get ever looped by people trying to outside the church and say, What do you know? No, well, that's not the mission of the church. Now each one of us should be hospitable and willing you come in and just even a kindness and a, and whatever. You don't have to know. You can give a piece of bread and a glass of water to sit down and go, How are you doing? What do you do? Just be interested. That's that's love. Yeah. So he says, Listen, I need you. Last year you were not only the first to give, but also have the desire to do so. So I want to challenge everybody in here about the desire to do so. Mm-hmm. This is the very important point. You need to individually have the desire to do so. I'm gonna be talking and I believe and I'm a disciple. Sonia and I do it no matter where we're at, whether we're in leadership or not. We've done 28. I'm grateful more than that. We've done there and I've never I've had to Pray, and there's times where I struggle just like you. I'm know, a human being. <coughs> I would never not give. That's my conviction. Not because I, God, God's going to curse me, because my heart now, my spirit is like that's what we do, God. Yeah. Seventy-five thousand. Marie, correct me if I'm wrong, Marie. What, what do we have? Uh, what do you think? Where, just like? What do you think we have around? Just me. We're at fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. That's amazing. <clears throat> 60,000. We have 92 disciples plus I think. I'm not sure. 92 or 94. 92. If everybody gave what? 500 bucks. Now, that could be overwhelming to some people. I'm just saying, what are you going to do? And it's not about meeting that number. It's like out of the overflow of your heart, have the desire he says last year we were not only the you we were not only the first to give, but also had the desire to do so. The desire is what God cares about before you give.
1: Yeah. He doesn't
0: want you to give without working on your heart and studying it out and asking God for you to be generous and want to raise money and want to do it. Campus students, you're not the, the, the raffle tickets, there's ways to raise money. It's not not be stuck like I don't have any money. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, do you want to participate? And what can you do? You start praying, you start asking people. And you know some of the people that went out there with so past for raptakes, God opens the doors. Yeah. It's not, it's the desire to go, I want to contribute. And anybody, if you want to sell the no one's saying, God's not, no one's telling you. I'm, I'm saying, Jesus has made disciples. We are part of the movement. We want to do our part. Yeah. I always feel so grateful, not like I've earned anything, but when we give, I'm just grateful that I was part of that. I, I contributed and I'm grateful because I feel like in the spirit, that's what God is happy about. Yeah. Faith. Now, in verse 12, check this out. Excuse me, verse 11. Now finish the work. So getting things done is living by faith. Not just coming to church, hearing, and just sitting in the pew and going back home. We're walking and living and active with God. Workers prompted by faith and labor of love. Mm -hmm. Right? And we're producing. And it's not about stress and sacrifice. It's about faith sacrifice. Sacrificing in the spirit of God, you're going to grow. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm looking. This is an opportunity for especially first time young disciples. Grow! Mm -hmm. Grow in the love of your richness and learn to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared, but be honest Mm -hmm. because no one wants to make you do
1: anything.
0: We want you to get in line with the spirit. So I believe by faith we will raise this money. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how. I just know people are going to give and This group, we're going to get our hearts right to give, and we're going to give, and I know we're going to meet that need. I believe that to you. Yes. Now, when I say that, Sonia and I are already talking, what are we going to give?
1: Come on. Because we
0: don't just go, we divide it. We go, we're going to give out of the abundance we have. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can say I have an abundance is if I stay spiritual. If I'm not spiritual, I can't do that. Yeah. So
1: that's
0: the way you see it half full or half empty. And verse 11, it says, now finish the work so your eager willingness, once again, get your heart right, eager willingness to do so. Do it may be matched by your completion according to your means. So he throws out again, hey, it's not about comparing. Yeah. You do your all, it doesn't matter about somebody else's all, but if you do your best before God in wisdom, don't be emotionally and to exasperate yourself. Mm-hmm. So God, and, you know, pray about it and go, I want it to be a sacrifice. If it's not, if it doesn't hurt a little bit, let's just be real, it's not a sacrifice. In anything. Yeah. You do anything, there's an effort involved. Yeah. But you're not it mm-hmm. right. Now look at what it says. It says, if the willingness is there in verse 12, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. Either mm-hmm. our, our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard pressed, mm-hmm. but that there might be a So see, if everybody does their best, no one's going to be stressed to meet the needs of the movement, to plant those churches, and let the missionaries on the line that have given up everything do not think, oh no, are we going to be able to support ourselves while we've given up everything to be the church in the country? Yeah,
1: Put yourself in those shoes, too. Mm -hmm. At the present time, verse 14,
0: your plenty will supply what what they need. So in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality. Now look down in verse... um, go to chapter 9 and look at the uh, this is how we do it. So it, it says here uh, there's no need for me to write to you about the service of the Lord's people for I know your eagerness to help. And chapter 9 and I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians telling them that since last year you and Acacia were ready to give and your enthusiasm has stirred most of the action. Are you enthusiastic and sharing? Like I'm grateful to be raising money not, going, not putting pressure on each other but grateful and excited hey what, what's your plan do you have faith talk about it yeah. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: and he says but I'm sending the brother in order that your boast that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove all that's the cycle see we want to do what's right in any area but sometimes we need to encourage the disciple let's encourage each other to finish the work and then in verse five it says so I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance to finish the arrangements. The generous gift you had promised, then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as grudgingly given. So, see, I'm I'm arranging and talking to us in advance and preparing all of us to get ready. So when the movement in May wants the, you know, they're, right now we're turning it in. It's not like it's waiting, it's already on the line. There's people on the line, mission teams, visas, churches that are being sustained. All that money's going out yeah. right now. That's yes. why we're asking you to give that. Uh, remember this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Both apostles, whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. If you decide not to give and you're reluctant and you stay there, you don't understand God totally. He's saying be honest, but it's not the right heart before God. See that? God says you've got to get cheerful about it. You don't even have to go I'm going to participate. you got to go God help me to change my heart so you can grow in your faith. That's what's going to be blessed with you. You're going to grow yeah. if you get excited about the things God calls us to do. That's why he keeps saying, enthusiastic, have the desire, willing, eagerness. These are heart issues with you and God. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Cool. And it says here, God is able, in verse 8, God is able to bless you abundantly. Do you believe that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. You start to be generous. God, you can't outgive God. He's a generous God.
1: Yeah. He
0: says, you give. I'm going to. You hear the stories? People do that, and then like the next day, they get the money. They get or something comes down the road out of the blue. That's God, because He goes, I, you're not going to outgive me. If you're already living that way, I'm going to. Uh, so that in all things, you're going to have what you need, as you. I'm going to bless you abundantly as you're serving God. Why? He doesn't need our money. It's a faith growing Mm -hmm. issue. And it's promises back from God. You don't do it because you're going, okay, show me. You're growing in your faith without your heart for God in every area. God says He's never going to leave you, never forsake you. That's a great, that's right there. Never. I need that prayer when I get insecure or feel afraid. I feel afraid at times. I know I live monster, but there's times I feel afraid. So I afraid. feel afraid. Anybody do feel afraid? Hello, feel afraid ever? Yeah. Just have that. I don't even know why it is. I just feel afraid. You ever have that feeling where you just yeah. walk and you just feel fearful? Yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. And I have to stop and think about the promises and I try to memorize the scriptures. I'm with you always to bury the age. I will never leave or forsake right. you. Yeah. God is with you, mighty warrior. You know what I mean? Yeah. Over and over God says that. I, you need to grab those scriptures and realize you are part of that because you've been baptized <laughs> in Christ because fear is the devil. Yeah. Right. Faith shoves fear out of the way and yeah. fear tries to shove faith out of the way. Yeah. And so you read your Bible, you'll get it. So guys, I think we're doing great as a church. I need to call everybody to be disciples. Mm-hmm. Let's get this done. Think about it. You need to start praying and thinking. And I hope you have a desire to give. We need, we really want to do this. We've done it every year. We want to do what we've been asked to do by the movement of churches to participate. Every church is doing this. So please, understand, it's going to take a sacrifice for everybody. And if you don't want to do it, then you've got to start going, what do I want you to talk to yourself. Well, no one wants the money. But you should get honest and let people process it. So you can look at scriptures and go, what's going on? And it could be fear. It could be greed. Greed and fear are mixed. Yeah. But you won't grow. We have an awesome church, don't we? Yeah. yeah. It didn't happen by osmosis. We've all decided to deny ourselves. We made Jesus Lord. We're striving to change the world. We all have different things we're changing, and we're imitating all the things that we do change with each other.
1: Right.
0: Understand, if we stop letting the Spirit lead us, each one of us, this church will will wander back into a lukewarm darkness of backbiting and sinful people that aren't committed. Now, God give us the spirit. There's no way God expects that to happen. But if you don't be part of to tell you, go, oh, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Father. I love you. Thank you for being me. Start your day with God. And then realize it's a privilege to advance Orlando, and it's a privilege to contribute in the mission's contribution. And to God be the glory. Amen.